melody by CEO Had a vision to help parents equip Get practical tips Address behaviors Implement strategies Change the atmosphere in your home Open Hello and welcome to the Family Nuggets Podcast. My name is Melody Barnes, your Family Nugget Giver. What is the Family Nugget? It's nuggets of information that I have gleaned from over 20 years as a teacher. Teachers are good advice givers. But do you have a teacher that's right in your back pocket? Well, now you do. Now, I must tell you, this advice is meant to be used for your enjoyment and is not meant to replace professional counseling. Please seek professional counseling outside the realm of this podcast if you are in need of additional help. Family Nuggets loves families, and if you love having a teacher that loves families with you all the time, then welcome to my podcast and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Family Nuggets podcast. My name is Melody Barnes, founder of Family Nuggets, and I am your host. In this episode of the Family Nuggets podcast, we are talking about protecting your child's innocence while still giving your child a dose of reality. Today, we have a special guest, Charlene Shinwade. Charlene is a clinical therapist and we welcome her expertise into the conversation today. Hello, Charlene. Hi, Melody. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) Okay, so Charlene, share a little bit about yourself. So I, my name is Charlene Shinwade. I am a clinical therapist. Um, I specialize in maternal mental health. So I work with um, women struggling with infertility, pregnant women, and then that postpartum period. Um, so we deal with postpartum depression, anxiety, OCD, that type of thing, and working towards my sex therapist certification. So, wow, that is so cool! I love that. Okay, um, maternal mental health. I didn't know that, but that's so cool because, as you know, Family Nuggets is a place for families, and. We really just want to help families feel safe and comfortable. And at this time of history, we really want to love on our Black families uh, right now because Black families are going through quite a bit. Um, So I thank you so much for being here. So as we get into this, we're in a time where not only we're in the middle of a pandemic of the Rona, Uh, coronavirus and having to explain that to our children. Man, I remember when it first happened, I thought to myself, okay, as a teacher, I'm kind of excited to leave the classroom for a bit, (laughs) but having to explain it to even my older children was difficult uh, because it's laced with the unknown, right? It's laced with fear and uncertainty. And then another situation happens the horrible murder one that was recorded right that we actually got to see um of george floyd um that kind of catapulted 
the disparities from even the coronavirus, Black people dying at a very high rate. And now we see this man who's saying, I can't breathe. It was all too much. It was too much. Having these conversations with our with our children has been very difficult. So what we're going to talk about is just that there's a little, there's a dose of reality that we have to give our kids. We can't not talk about it. And even though Black families have this undaunting task of explaining the, not only the coronavirus, but racism to their children, um, especially the, the children who are going to be impacted by it the most, who are the actual targets of racism, I think that's like the hardest thing to do, right? Because you're not explaining it to someone who's not the target. You're not like, well, racism is bad, but don't worry, because you're not the target of it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But explaining it to a child who's like, yeah, you're probably going to be the one that's going to feel it pretty hard. Mm, right. And um, I just want you to know that it's going to be terrible. And it's okay if you cry. And it's okay if you really don't like what I'm saying to you because it shatters your thinking. So um, <clears throat> I'm going to share a little bit of my story, Charlene. Um, mm -hmm. So I was once of the belief that racism had run its course. And so I was moving through life, even as I became a parent, kind of hoping that things would continue to get better. But here I am now, waking up every day crying, yeah. right? Soon after George Floyd was murdered, crying when I'm looking at the television screen, crying when I go to sleep at night, and my children looking at me wondering what is wrong. Even though my children are, are older, like I said, it's still very hard. So now, how do we switch now to children who are like ages three to nine, who are having an even tougher time with this, um, who, whose families who are trying to explain this to their little ones are feeling like, I'm taking my child's innocence away. So tell me, Charlene, what is it meant by a child's innocence? What do you think? A child's innocence is, in essence, is everything. It's their laughter. It's their love of people without fear, without prejudice, without hangups. You know, mm -hmm. they, they don't have history of getting hurt, getting harmed. Best case scenario, of course, I'm generalizing. They don't have that history of, oh, I shouldn't trust certain people. Certain people will hurt me. Certain right. people I should be afraid of or wary of. They don't have that. They right. they want to laugh. They want to connect. They want to play. They mm -hmm. want to just enjoy. Right. And it's um, again, it's everything. It's contagious. You feel it. Oh, you see it. You hear right. it. You want more of it. You and are so absolutely here, right. Protecting a child's innocence literally means allowing them to still be a child. Mm. Allowing them to be. And what did what do children want? They want to feel safe. They want to feel happy. They want to right. be fed. You know, right. <laughs> they're basically right. care of, and they want to know, see, and experience love from the people that they trust. Absolutely. Oh, you are so right. Thank you for saying that in such a way that I couldn't have said it. Um, I even tried looking it up. <laughs> you know, right. I try to do my little research before I record. But that right. was so beautifully put. Thank you for saying it that way. Um, so why is protecting a child's innocence so important? 
we we know now more than ever children who experience um, a fun, safe, pleasant childhood, all the things that I described, children who experience that um, grow up to be healthy, whole individuals. It gives them a better chance of, of um, success, of fighting off harm, of understanding, knowing, and identifying what's okay and what's not okay for them. You know, it gives them a head start in life. So it's necessary. It's not just uh, it's not just something that oh that would be nice if no it's necessary. Okay. You know, kids need that foundation in order to grow up in a healthy and safe way. Right, right. It's it's really you know it really contributes to their mental health, which Absolutely. contributes to their physical health. Right. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that as well. So, in what ways? Or what are some ways you wish to kind of protect the innocence of your children? Mm. I will, I'll give a little bit of background from how I grew up. Okay. Um, my household growing up was not safe, was not secure. It was loud. It was violent at times. It was scary. And so early on, violence was normalized. Early on, neglecting how I feel, what I needed was normalized. And my own anxiety, depression was normalized. I thought everybody lives like this. This is how my friends live. This is this is just what growing up is. Mm-hmm. Until I visited some of my friends and it was fun and quiet and easy. Mm. And that's when I realized, oh, something's wrong. Something's wrong. This isn't okay. This is not okay. Mm -hmm. So fast forward to now, I have three kids, 11, 8, and 6. And my goal is to allow them to be free. To ask me questions, Mm -hmm. to have feelings, to have big emotions, to, um, to have quiet time by themselves, to figure themselves out, to play, 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 make mistakes, mm-hmm. fail, succeed, all these things. I want them to be free. I want them to know that when they're home, they can be mm-hmm. themselves. I think that's the best gift you can give any child. You can be yourself. And they are so much more confident and comfortable in who they are than I ever was at their age. Aww. And it's fun to watch. It's fun to see. Um, so it's it really played off of what I don't want them to experience. Right. Um, I hope I've done a good job. They won't tell me. But. <laughs> <laughs> they will. They will one day. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so now when we talk about giving the dose of reality, right? Now we're talking, we're going to make a hard left because that's what we're all having to do as families. We're all having to say, well, we've, we've tried really hard to give you that sense of play and wonder and joy and peace in this household, even despite all the things we might be going through, economic disparities, health challenges, uh, the loss of a loved one, whatever it might be. Now we also have to give this dose of reality because we know if we don't, Charlene, what happens is other people start to shape our children's perspective and reality 
without yes. us. And sometimes it's often away from the truth, right? Right. So right. I'm going to ask a couple of quick questions here. And I just mm-hmm. kind of want to uh, see how you feel about these questions here. Um, mm-hmm. What is a dose? What would you say is a dose? When we're talking about a dose of reality, what? how do you measure <laughs> a dose? Yeah. <laughs> I love that question. It, it really depends on each child. Each child has their own sensibility, their own capacity to handle, um, their own attention span, you know, so it really is dependent on each child. How much can they handle before it becomes way too much overexposure? Now they're worrying about things that us adults should be worrying about or taking care of. So it, it depends on each child. Um, and they will let you know when they've had enough. Good. Um, I love that you said that because sometimes we think, well, I'm not a teacher, even though I am a teacher. Right. <laughs> Parents <can> say, <laughs> I'm not a teacher. Right. I don't even know what's developmentally appropriate to, right. to know uh, how right. much is too much or, you know, do I get a book? Do I get a workbook? Is there some kind of Sesame Street special I need to be watching? <laughs> I don't even know. Right. right. Just like you right. said your child will let you know, right? Right. They'll let you know. Um, I remember talking to my 13 year old about my emotions, about why I was crying. Cause one day I was just like literally sobbing (laughs) at the computer. I was listening to just some stories of some of um, how people were experiencing their own trauma dealing with the the death of George Floyd as the protests were happening. I was listening to the news and, you know, I was telling my daughter about it and she's just kind of looking at me like, okay, well, (laughs) I see that you're very emotional about this. I'm not sure. But she never asked me, Charlene, she never asked me, tell me about how you're feeling. Why are you crying? Do you like a tissue? Do you need anything? I just (laughs) offered up the information and she was just kind of like, um, (laughs) that's a little too much right now. Right. Right. Right? And that's what I mean. Like they'll let you know, or what you mean by they'll let you know. Um, So I think you really just kind of have to gauge when the time is right. I think time is is important. Maturity is important. Um, you know your child. You know what they can handle. You know their emotional capacity, especially as you spend more and more time with them, getting to know them because they're right. they're such individuals, right? So Absolutely. that's great. Thank you for sharing what a dose is. Um, yes. So what is reality then? What is reality when we think about a dose of reality? You know, is it the news is reality? Is education our reality? What is our reality? Questions, man. (laughs) (laughs) Reality. The first thing that comes to mind is uh, cutting it up, micro, macro. What's in their immediate sphere? What's in their immediate world? Friends, family, school, what else? Extracurricular activities, neighborhood, community, and then we expand into global pandemics. Uh, you know, um, things outside of what they can see, feel, hear, and experience. So, so you start small. What's the reality of today? What does? Let's start with coronavirus. What does that have to do with your immediate reality? School was cut short. Mm-hmm. 
it's a big deal for kids. Mm-hmm. Big deal yes. for kids. That's their social. That's their uh, schedule. That's mm-hmm. their own worlds. And as most of us know, kids are different in school than they are at home. Yes, because they get to experiment and talk and follow the rules, break the rules. It's different. Mm-hmm. And so now we've taken away that outlet for them. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge reality. School's different. You can't see your friends. Um, extracurricular activities are cut short. All, all these things, one by one, are taken away. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And it was there wasn't a lot of time for the transition. It was you're in school today. Oh, yep. that was your last day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did no one else yeah. tell you that? Right. Was it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and yeah. and so at first. Most kids, oh, wow, this is exciting. We don't have school. This is cool. I get to do whatever. And after a while, you start to realize, oh, I don't get to go back. Right. For how long? Right. Right. And then the questions start. And then it starts to set in. The reality, gravity of the situation. Gravity. That's the word. The gravity of the situation. Right? Yes. Because it starts to set in. Right. Wow. Right. Right. So then what would you say is the reality part of talking about racism? Because it's the gravity of it. The gravity is already starting off heavy. That's the thing. It's not a slow burn. It's boom, another another murder. Mm -hmm. Boom, another black man and then a black woman and then another black man and then you start to lose count and you start Mm. waiting and you can see it our black and brown families you see it you know something's in the air you Mm -hmm. feel it something's wrong Mm -hmm. mom and dad or parents parents partners are are talking in hushed tones Mm -hmm. oh they're turning off the news when i walk in the room what's going on Mm-hmm. protesting why are we talking about protesting what does that mean where are we going mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. why is mommy crying mm-hmm. why is all these things are happening and it could it's silent but kids mm-hmm. know when something's wrong yes they do and so with racism police brutality innocent black men black women black boys black girls young people yes murdered, killed, harmed in any way, they know something's wrong. And so we have to speak up and say, this is what it is. We have to. This is what it is. Because if you don't say anything, kids will write a story. Write a story, they will internalize it, they will create. They need answers. And so if you don't jump in and say, hey, 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 you may or may not have noticed, but there's a lot going on. And this is what it is. And this is how it affects our family on the day-to-day. This is how we move so right. that at any given day, we, we try to get home safe together alive. Wow. It's heavy. But it's the talk. We all know the talk. Mm-hmm. And it wow. starts at a young age, which is it's heartbreaking. It starts at a young age. It is heartbreaking. Okay, yeah. first of all, I was like almost near tears while you were talking. Like mm. the feelings were rushing back. Okay, and I was like, okay, don't. 
don't cry melody but i mean the the sense of urgency and pain yeah was still there as you were talking but then you said something that triggered my education brain when mm. you said if you don't tell them they will make up their own story right that to me is probably the most powerful statement that we can take away from this episode today because as an early childhood educator that's what i see all day long kids making up stories right right but the story that they make up usually has some kind of context what they've seen in their home what they've heard in their home what they've heard on the radio what movies they've watched who they played with who their siblings are things of that nature but think about the child who doesn't have siblings who maybe doesn't have access to technology or doesn't have they're actually telling stories about not having those things or imagining yes. those things like i saw a little girl take like we had like little fake credit cards in our kitchen area yeah <laughs> she she had her little credit card she was like be quiet i'm watching tv it was the way she was holding the little credit card like she was staring at it like and she would make sure her eyes moved back back and forth three year old she was imagining <laughs> right right she didn't have one in front of her but she was like look this is my tv yeah. right now I'm going to create right. it. Leave me I'm alone. Cre <laughs> I'm creating it. I've made it real. Right. So you, you can go play with those other kids because I'm busy. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So then it becomes, it becomes real, right? Yeah. It becomes real to them. And now when the next thing happens, yes. right, the next situation happens, now they're like, but I thought it was this way and I've already set my mind to this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think it's so important that we give our children the reality that we tell them what is so that they're yeah. not confused right? or even more hurt. Because I think what we're trying to do is avoid hurting the child's feelings, That's right? True. We're yeah. trying to keep them from feeling sadness. And that brings me to my next question. Mm -hmm. I think parents try to avoid talking about these things because we don't want our children to cry. We don't want them to feel sadness. Um, so my question is, I'm just going to turn it into a question. Yes. My child cries. What do I do? Ooh. It's a, it's a beautiful opportunity to teach your child that crying is not wrong. Emotions are not bad. Expressing your emotions is okay. That you you are a safe parent, they can come to you, and whether it's anger, fear, terror, sadness, whatever it is, that they can come to you and express themselves. And they're learning early on, oh, okay, I don't have to hide my emotions, I don't have to bottle it, I don't have to uh, put it away, I don't have to be ashamed of how I feel. Right. Um, I'm crying and all I'm getting are hugs. Mm -hmm. you know, or I, all I'm getting is I will sit right next to you until you start to feel a little bit better. You don't have right. to fix it. You don't have to get yes. it together. Come on. Come on. That's not okay. <laughs> yes. You don't have to do any of those. Things. Love that child in that moment and teach them what they are experiencing is real, natural, yes. and normal. Yes, absolutely. Let them feel what they feel. Crying exactly. is okay. 
buying is absolutely or, okay, right? Right, right. And right. I know that it breaks our hearts as parents to see our children cry. It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart to see my big old 19-year-old cry. Yes. It breaks my heart to yeah. see my 13-year-old cry. But if I become emotional with the child, if right. I allow my emotions to take over and say, well, my heart is broken, so therefore I will cry or I will take on their feelings right and i will absorb them and i will hold them and i will become the solution they don't have a chance to work out their feelings and process their feelings right so now you've taken on more work as a parent yes You've now you added, are the manager of the family's feelings <laughs> right you've <laughs> added to the load Yes. Added to what you're already carrying as a black parent. Yes. You just added yes. one more thing to yourself. So that exasperates your stress level. Yeah. Right. And it causes your mental health to start to deteriorate because right. at some point, and here's the magic key here, at some point your child will get over it. Yes. Yes. They will start yes. to move on. They'll accept the reality. Yeah and they'll move on yeah. and you'll still be crying. Right, right. Or holding on to it internally, checking on them and they'll be like, I'm fine, I got it. And they are, and they are. They are yeah. getting it, aren't they? They yeah. are getting it. They're understanding what the new normal is. Yes. They're yeah. understanding that they're not going to school or they are going virtually or they're going to do a hybrid situation. Right. right. They're understanding right. that racism is real. If you're talking about that, and I hope you're having those conversations in your home families, they're right. understanding it. So you don't have to continue to check in on the emotions. What you do have to check in on is if they're understanding still what's happening. Right. Right. Check their understanding, not the emotional part. Exactly. Um, right. Yeah, because you're teaching the emotional stuff along the way with it, right? With the reality with it. Um, it's teaching, ongoing. It's ongoing. It's ongoing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next question. What if I cry? What if I'm the mama talking ah. or I'm the daddy talking <laughs> and I'm crying? <laughs> what about that? Okay, look, let me put myself in a hot seat, Charlene. What if I'm the one crying? <laughs> I love that question because it's real. It's real. It is. You're trying to have a moment. You're trying to give them space. And then you end up being the one. Oh, <laughs> let me hold it together. I can't. Okay. It's me. <laughs> it's me. Natural and normal. Just like it's okay for our babies to cry. Even our big kids to cry. It has to be okay for mom and dad to show emotion. They have to see mom and dad are comfortable with their own emotions as well. And and what are we asking our, our brown black and brown parents to do? The impossible. We're asking them to, hey, keep your child safe and contained and let them be a kid and let them enjoy their childhood, but at the same time, warn them, prepare them for the dangers of racism, um, all these other things that they will right or may experience. We're asking black and brown parents to do the impossible. 
and yet stay stay professional and don't cry and don't you know and mm-hmm. let them feel and don't even so be hard. a professional parent <laughs> right <laughs> like you got to be a professional parent like don't a slip professional up parent yeah you got to be yeah. instagram ready you know <laughs> <laughs> like you got to be ready at all times all if times not, no excuses and you have to get it right <laughs> don't slip up or don't someone's gonna up. criticize you exactly so, exactly yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I like that you even said impossible. Now I have it's to say, it's not going to be. It's not going to be perfect, right? It's a really hard task. Yes. To try to do both and to yes. try to talk about emotions and keep your own in check because you're experiencing it too. Right? Absolutely. So yeah. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about myself for one second. This is not planned, mm-hmm. Charlene, but I'm gonna just talk about me. And maybe you can help me and you can help somebody else who's listening (laughs) because I wear my heart on my sleeve and I cry at the drop of a hat. I think I get it from my own mama. Love you, mama, if you're listening. But I do cry quite a bit. And so sometimes I feel really silly, goofy because I'm talking. Now, I don't really do this in the classroom. Like I, if I'm teaching something that's heavy in the classroom, I usually cry later, you know, like but my cry face is not a poker face. I turn red. I need tissue. Um, it's not a pretty sight. I try to cry cute. I tried, but I think the older I've gotten, the facial synapses don't stay as you know uplifted and firm as they used to. Right. <laughs> so it's not a cute cry. And sometimes I think, do I look goofy in front of my kids? Like that's the one time as a parent, I, I really doubt my ability to be effective because I'm crying and I'm Mm. so hurt by what's happening you know with our black and and you listen we got a couple more episodes to go through so I'm not gonna talk about other stuff but when I think about what our black children have to go through it breaks my heart when I was a young teacher I used to want to adopt every little black kid right. <laughs> that didn't have some, I mean a bed to sleep on yes. in their house and I would come home and tell my husband and he would be like mm, well mm. <laughs> we don't even have enough room for our own right <laughs> you try to look and I, I know he knew that I wasn't going to go through with it but your heart breaks yeah right? you want to protect yeah you want to protect so as someone who's a crier and feels insecure, what do you say to that insecure parent who, or not even just a crier, somebody who gets in their feelings? Yeah. Like maybe they're an empath and they don't know what to do with their emotions. How does that parent kind of deal with their emotions while they're talking to their kids about stuff that's so heavy like this coronavirus, racism, giving that dose of reality are there like is there a strategy can they like do it in small doses can they Mm. can they rely on like you know programming and they say okay let's watch a little bit of this program and then the parent leaves and comes back and I'm just making stuff up as I go along but I I would love to hear your expert advice on this I I love that you mentioned um that you cry at the drop of a hat because that is so genuine to who you are it's obvious that you care. You know, sometimes we see it as 
too sensitive. No, she cares. And you mentioned empaths. Oh my goodness. Care so much that you feel what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. It's it's a beautiful thing, but at the same time, it's so hard to navigate. Mm -hmm. Because then how, how do you recover from someone else's experience? It's very hard to do. With these talks, with these discussions, if you can prepare as much as possible before you even call a family meeting, uh, go for a walk, whatever it is, whatever environment you set up for ha to have this talk, prepare in advance. Why are you doing this? Why are you having this talk? What's the purpose? What do you hope they gain? What do you hope to gain? You know, and focus on why you're doing what you're doing. And if you get emotional, because it's an emotional thing, it's a scary thing, it's a real thing, it's okay to say, I'm not crying because I'm sad. I'm crying because I want you to be okay. Mm. I'm crying for all the boys, the little boys, the little girls, grown men, grown women, who, who aren't able to have this talk. Mm. That's good. That's good. Thank you. I feel better now. Absolutely. For real. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All yeah. right. And that was actually my next question. I didn't even know I wrote that down. Look at that. Oh. Move. There you go. All right. <laughs> All right. So as a parent, how do you know if you're overthinking it? Like you mm. mentioned knowing your why or knowing, you know, preparing, having a setup. I like how you talked about even going for a walk or mm -hmm. calling a family meeting like how do you know if you're just doing way too much and you should just be like okay let me just talk to you yeah yeah there comes a point where you're putting it off you know you're you're procrastinating whether you okay. know it or not okay say that <laughs> and, <there, laughs> and i understand it i understand it i don't want to have this talk i don't want to have this talk but remember the why so they are prepared, so they are well equipped for their future. So they know what to expect as much as possible to minimize the surprises that they'll mm. find. The world is not uh, Disneyland, that there are some things that you have to be wary of. So if we approach it with, you know, I'm doing this for their benefit, they're going to have the knowledge that they need to be successful um, as much as possible within our strength, within our power, then then put the books down, leave the documentaries alone, <laughs> <laughs> get off the phone with whomever is talking okay. through this, and just yes. have the talk, just have give it. them information they need, I love and then that. move on with your day or evening or weekend. I love that. Yes. I love that's that. That's so, that's so empowering. I love that. Yeah. All right, Charlene. On that note, we're going to wrap <laughs> up this episode. But before we do, I <laughs> would like to, first of all, thank you for being here. And second of all, I would like for the audience to know how to find you um, if they ever wanted to be involved with your services, take advantage yeah. of your services. Absolutely. So again, Charlene Shinwade. Um, I have offices in Naperville and Aurora, Illinois, of course, and my website, www.cscounselingandtherapy.com. And my, uh, can I get my email? Yes, absolutely. Uh, that's Charlene at cscounseling. Wait, 
cscounselingandtherapy.com. <laughs> it's kind of long. Charlene, cscounselingandtherapy.com. So, um, okay. so yes, I, I enjoy, um, and I enjoy this time, and I appreciate being able to be on here and talk about things that are affecting us, our families, our children, ourselves every day. And I, I commend parents who are doing the best that they can. Ultimately, love that. doing the best that we can. Doing the best that Unprecedented can. times. It's There's a lot going on and we're all doing the best that we can. So please give yeah. yourself credit. Please give yourself credit. Yes. Yes. But thank you for having me on. Oh, you're so welcome. All right, Charlene, I will sign off for now and I'll see you next time. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Please be sure to leave us a rating wherever you are listening to this podcast. Also, follow us on Family Nuggets on social media platforms under the spelling F-A-M-L-Y Nuggets. Remember, there is no I in family because you cannot do family alone. F-A-M-L-Y Nuggets.